Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along. Once again, we open for you the history box and look inside. And uh, it's a little bit of a continuation from what we did a few weeks ago, which was to look at the time when the king of rock and roll Elvis Presley uh, popped round to Graceland just to hang out with uh, President Nixon and uh, nab himself a badge an FBI badge and become a fed uh, but this is something that came out of that, um, that short history box dive which was the existence of the fool's gold sandwich which uh, is legendary among Elvis fans and it has its own Wikipedia page so therefore we feel it qualifies for its own uh, spin-off deep dive and that's what we're going to do for you today and we think this is going to be a single episode history box we think never know a top flight time machine do you it may Mm. become six or seven episodes I don't know it could be here next year still talking about a sandwich that a man once ate (laughs) <laughs> it could be it could which be is that. literally what this is about mm. it could be that um, it could end up with us uh, flying to to Graceland ourselves and acquiring one of these mm, and eating sampling it. one yeah. you never know you just never know so it's the Fool's Gold uh, history box mm. we will look at the Wikipedia page and uh, we'll just begin with the, the opening line from the Wikipedia page the Fool's Gold loaf loaf it's not just a fucking that's, sandwich. That's what the Wikipedia page is called, Fool's Gold Loaf. Yeah. Be careful if you want to look it up and read along with us. Don't look up Fool's Gold and get something like a really long entry about the uh, 1989 or 1990 Stone Roses single. Yeah. Uh, Andy's not interested in that. I no. wouldn't do a deep dive on it. No. This is sandwich chat we're doing yeah. here. It's much more important than early 90s indie music. Not to be confused with the overlong and tedious <laughs> Stone Roses in- single. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get something in there on them. I knew you'd have to land a little deep. <clears throat> That's good. It's good because I'm, I'm increasingly seeing more and more people <clears throat> in the public domain kind of saying Stone Roses weren't really all that, were they? 
<laughs> the passage of time and history passes, I think people realise that they actually weren't that good. But well, there's two things to most bands, isn't there? There's like the, the actual musical output, yeah, and then there's the role they kind of played culturally in your in your youth, in your youth. Yeah. And so you have fond memories of bands, but then you look at if you if you look at them objectively with the passage of time, you can sort of think actually their output's nothing special at all. Yeah. But the but at the time it was wonderful. It at felt the time. great. Do you know what I mean? And there yeah. are certain bands like that, and I think that's how some people feel about Stone Roses. But I agree in terms of their their musicality. You're not sort of thinking, oh yeah, that really stand. That still sounds dead innovative. And I mean, never really sounded that innovative, no. did it? You had to be anyway, there. You had to be there. Yeah. Let let let's talk about sandwiches. And yeah, if you want to talk about, if you want to talk about innovation, yeah. then the, the, the Fool's Gold Loaf, yeah. loaf certainly had that. Yeah. There'd been sandwiches for many years prior to the Fool's Gold Loaf, but. This was a watershed moment. No one had really experimented. It was all cheese and tomato, cheese and pickle. Mm. Maybe in America you'd have ham, hold the mayo, wouldn't you? Yeah. But uh, this this was shaking up the whole genre well, of sandwiches. In itself, right at the beginning, right from the kickoff there, it's a fucking loaf. It's not a sandwich. Yeah. Um, and it was made by the Colorado Mine Company, which is a restaurant in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, uh, I, I guess what they were mining was the fucking interior of this loaf of bread. Because mm. what it is, uh, it consists of a single warmed, hollowed out loaf of bread. So, yeah. so I mean, you know, to some connoisseurs, this isn't right because the 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 inside, the innards of a loaf of bread, are the best bit. Some of us don't like the crusts. You know, some yeah. of us didn't used to eat our crusts when we were younger, even though we were told that eating the crusts would put hairs on our chests. Well, to be honest, this whole crust business has always irritated me a bit. I've never had a big problem with crusts one way or the other. I'll eat my fucking crusts. Mm. My mum encouraged me to eat crusts for whatever fucking balmy reason. I did it. I don't mind crusts on the whole. Yeah. My kids, they're not particularly into crusts. And the thing is, I can see why they're not into crust. It's the shittest bit, because it's chewy yeah. and difficult to yeah. eat, right? So sometimes they want the crusts off. But my wife, she's a bit like, eat your crusts. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know the crusts are no better for you than the rest of the bread. It's mm. just the it's the same stuff. It's just the outer bit that's been burnt a bit more. In all. I mean, for all we know, crusts are carcinogenic, mate. They might be. Um, it's it's kind of like the Earth's crust. The Earth's crust yeah. is hard, and I would say it, it's hard to chew. But then yeah. once you get down inside, you get into the molten lava part of the Earth. That would go down nice and easy if you were to it eat it. It would be like the soft centre of a chocolate yeah. truffle. Well, were it not unbearably I mean, hot, it would probably go down really easily. Crust is not a nice or appetising word either. A crust is what forms over a sore or a boil yeah. after a number of days when it begins to dry out. So... I my sympathies are with the children of the world who don't eat crust. We we're watching um, breaking rewatching Breaking Bad, and in it, uh, there's a couple of scenes where they make sandwiches, right? And last right. night, um, Walt uh, Heisenberg was making himself a PB and J sandwich, which is what they go in for generally in the United States, and mm. had a big influence on the Fool's Gold, which we're going to get into in a minute. 
Um, it was like it was almost the Fool's Gold was almost like a fucking turbo psychedelic version of the classic PB and J. Yeah. And in it, they film it really beautifully. Uh, him making the sandwich, and then very neatly, with the precision of a of a scientist, which is what he That's is, what he is yeah. slicing off the crusts. Mm-hmm. I said to my daughter, "They just never eat crusts in America, do they?" She's like, "No. Every time I've ever seen a sandwich being made in any American TV show film, the crusts come off as standard." Fuck and I'm no. like, that's it. Sometimes the Americans, when it comes to convenience, right, they fucking have it sorted in their heads. Mm. They're a modern, forward-thinking country. Do you know what I mean? They've led the world in so much. And years ago, their parents were just like, do you know what? Fuck crusts. We're, crust. we're, we're taking a stand. Yeah. They don't have uh, electric kettles, though. So, you know, it's not all good news over there. That's weird. But the thing is, they don't drink much tea, to be honest. Well, it's just that's weird as well. Yeah. Did you know you can get crustless bread? Crustless loaves of bread? I was going to ask you about that. That was my, I mean, yeah. my next question. Next oh. question. Do they make crustless loaves of bread? And if so, where can bread. I acquire Answer. One? Answer. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Kingsmill do them. We've had them before in this house. Uh, crustless soft happen? white bread. I don't know. I don't ask. It doesn't say. I'm looking online here. It doesn't mention how they do it. Uh, all it says, baked in the UK and contains typically... 18 slices and that's the King's Mill people maybe we should get in touch with them and ask them I don't know um, oh I'd love to go on a tour of a King's Mill bread factory wouldn't you yeah um, I mean we've talked about that a lot about turning this podcast or doing a spin-off podcast which is just us going to different factories to see how things are made yeah and that would be high on my list it would uh, I'm looking at the comments because this is the Tesco page of the crustless loaf and people have reviewed it um, various star um, average of 4.2 out of 5 stars so it's highly rated not bad yeah. uh, someone says it is good quality and it's important to yeah. me to get it why is it always out of stock oh. it is important to me to get it thoroughly yeah. enjoyable says someone else and gives it 2 stars bit weird uh, this bread is tasty 5 stars when will we be able to buy it online again um, excellent makes tidy sandwich no waste 5 stars and, uh, tidy sandwich. Tidy That's sandwich. what we want. Make a nice tidy, tidy sandwich from mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that should be their ad. I'll make you a nice tidy sandwich from mummy. <laughs> worth a buy. Five stars. For people that worth want a, a soft, non-crust loaf, this is worth a buy. The product is obviously smaller as the crust, the crust is cut off, but it's great if you don't use a lot of bread. Also, this is a 400 gram loaf, most at 800 grams, so keep that in mind. So it's a smaller loaf. It's a smaller loaf. And uh, the crusts, are, I guess they're just cut off with a machine. Mate, is it sliced? Yeah. Okay, slices. If, if you got like a normal loaf, like unsliced loaf that was crustless, hmm. did I, Mike, I'm picturing trying to slice it and Ooh, I picture that tricky. being difficult. How are you going to get purchased with your knife if there's no crust? You can't do it, can you? You can't do it. You've got, uh, it's got to be pre-sliced by a special machine which I imagine has got really really strong cheese wire kind of um, oh material. mate I would love to see this being done so much or, or, or like you know an egg slicer where you pull yeah. the thing down it's got the little yeah. the, the harp that you can run your finger I, along uh, I, I follow a uh, thing on Instagram called I think it's called just satisfy the satisfying society and all it is is little videos that you watch on Instagram of things like that just being sliced or cut really perfectly. Oh. Or you know like a 
perfectly flat sort of pot of like creamy pudding. Yeah. That looks like a um you know, like untouched snow the morning yeah. after a heavy downfall. Yeah. Right? And a spoon goes slowly into it. <laughs> and you just watch that in slow mo. Yeah. And it, it makes you feel good, mate. And they they wanna the people who run that account, which is a really popular account. Is um, it, is it they called were, Satisfying Videos? I'm looking at one now. Yeah, that. that's it. <laughs> 29.7 thousand followers. Go on. Yeah. I might have a bit of that. Satisfying Videos. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> is this the one? Yeah, this is the one. There's a few like it. Um, they're absolutely lovely. And if you can... If you you know they want to be getting onto fucking Kingsmill to say can we come and film you cutting the, the these crusts off your bread yeah and then slicing the slices themselves yeah uh, so yeah are you I, I pro to know just or anti crust get in touch I've I've always wanted to know like you know in these factories where they make things they mm. they come up with ideas in the company like say let's just take Kingsmill as an example. And they say, right, we, um, listen, we've done some market research and we think there's an appetite out there. We think there's a market out there for crustless bread. And we've done the sums and we think we could probably produce it for this amount and sell it for that amount. Yeah. Um, so I think it's something we should get into. So someone signs up and goes, yeah. And then they give it over to a project manager, yeah? And that yeah. project manager goes, right, what do we need? And the first thing they need is they need to get a new machine made specifically to remove crusts from their yeah. bread. Yeah. at speed on an industrial scale right yeah. at, at that point this is the point that I don't know about but someone listening definitely will because I've never worked in the I've never worked in or around machines right I'll admit that it's it's just not who I am and yeah. I'm you know uh, what, at that point they go well we need to get this machine invented no such machine exists hmm. so that, that says you go right Let's go to our machine designer and tell him to design and then build a crust-removing machine. Who does that? How much does it cost? How many iterations does it generally have to go through before you get it right? I'm assuming an investment like that might cost like a million pounds. And, but then you, you work out, you do the sums, you think, well, if we sell enough loaves off the back of it, we'll earn that back in X number of years of selling crustless loaves. And it's not just bread, it's everything. All these manufacturers, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have to build a machine that's bespoke for everything. There's not a machine that already exists. No. They have an idea, and then they have to create the machine yeah, that's engineering, to make it? that idea yeah. a reality. It's engineering, that's it's it. A, it's, a, it's a world we know very little about, and like you see... We know so little about it, but I... I'd love to know more. I'd love I'd love it if there was like just a sort of school child level educational fun time video for me to yeah. watch about well, this. Listen to Do you this. know what I mean? Because I've I've just been reminded from this conversation we're having of a series that's on ITV four now yeah. and again. It's one of those they'll just drop it in the schedules now and again. It's called Made in is Britain. It? I thought you were gonna say it was called Now and Again, which by the way is that a great is a name fuck. for a daytime T V no, show. Listen, if we're ever gonna change the name of this podcast, it has to become Now and Again. Now and again with Dawson and Delaney. Now and again. <laughs> Now and again, it's your daily podcast. Now and again, now and again. Just say when, it's now and again. Hi, I'm Andy Now Dawson. And I'm Sam again. 
Delaney. And together, we're now and now again. Now again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, this series I speak of is called Made in Britain. And I think it must have been commissioned on the back of Brexit. Just to give us all a boost yeah. about what we're really capable well, the, of in this country. It, it straight away makes me think of that um, that film uh, starring Tim Roth as a Nazi skinhead from the early eighties. Yes, yeah, very much. Made not by that. what's his name, the guy who made Scum and Rita Soon. Alan too. Clark. Alan Clark. Yeah. yeah, it's very much not that. It's okay. <laughs> it's what it's things that are made in Britain and how they're made. So it's right. factory footage and all that kind of thing. But get this, the narrator. And the, the narrator is a man who works sporadically these days. Used to be very famous. Picks and chooses his projects, let's say. Mm. The narrator is none other than Jimmy Neal. Wow. It's Fucking hell. Made He's living high on the hog somewhere, uh, isn't Jim, he? Jimmy Neal does not visit these factories and have a look around and get involved. I won't he just go sits. anywhere. I'll voice <laughs> it from my home. He sits in a studio in Soho, I imagine, reading out scripts. Or at home, where he lives probably in a Hawaiian island that he owns next to Mick Fleetwood. Jalapeño. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jalapeño. But I've just chosen one episode at random. I'll read you the listing for it, and you're going to want to go away and watch this. Listen to this. Okay. Made in Britain, Series 1, Episode 4, ITV Hub, available to watch now. Jimmy Neal narrates a look inside a firework factory. Woohoo! Hold on, there's more. Before a lesson in pork pies in Melton Mowbray. Oh. Plus. Yes. Plus. How respective experts create fishing rods and single malt whiskey. And that's one. That's, that's all one in episode. one episode. There's ten of the cunts. There's two Fuck series. Wow. What? This is exactly what I've been looking for. Isn't it? <laughs> it's all. It's all on the ITV hub, I think. Well, most of it is. Yeah. Series two, episode one. A look at how Yorkshire puddings are made on a massive scale. <laughs> I'd. When they say how Yorkshire puddings are made, I'm thinking, mate, I know how they're made. Yeah. I fucking make them. It's yeah. one of my fucking trademarks in the kitchen. It's a great Yorkshire pudding. But on a massive scale, mm, no. now you've got me interested. These, these are industrial Yorkshire puddings, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, this is round at Aunt Bessie's place, isn't it? Plus, also, how lead makes its way into pencils. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, how pencils are made is one of my favourite subjects. Yeah. That's one of the main things I want to know more about. And there's also fencing swords fit for Olympians and handmade globes sold around the world. 
So there we are. That's Great. made in Britain, and it's got Jimmy Neil. Um, and it's all on ITV Hub, right? I want to watch that this evening for all sure. Of it. And, all twenty and, episodes. And perhaps we'll think about deep diving that at some point in the future as well. Yeah, yeah, because they're not going to let us in the factories to. Uh, well, to do it elsewhere. You say that, mate. You're often different. pessimistic about what you think we can get access to, but I don't want to say it now explicitly. Let's just say one of the subjects that we've discussed to a huge extent on this podcast, um, let's say it, it is a particular place that we've talked about visiting in jest, and you were yeah. like, yeah, probably not. But as you know, Andy, because I messaged you last week, I've got one foot in the door at a place that I would say is a top-flight time machine mecca. I decided to go through the normal, the uh, conventional journalistic avenues. Yeah. Um, and to my massive surprise, I got a call from the institution. Yeah. They had checked us out. They were impressed. Checked our credentials. They checked our credentials. They were impressed. They were enthused. Mm. And they say there's a few form formalities, but they're keen. A few forms to fill in. <laughs> no, I think there really is. And then they're so. keen... They're keen to have us come and have a sniff about. Wow. Wow. And so, as I said, I don't want to jeopardise our chances by going too soon and talking about it, but you'll probably be able to work it out if you think of the places that we've said we'd like to visit in the past. Well, this is going to become a reality. So if we can do that, I I reckon I could get us in a fucking bread factory. Well, maybe, maybe. But um, I'm just looking as well. Jimmy Neil, there's three series of this thing. There's a third series that's just come out this year. Jimmy Neil just did one series. They, they must have fucked him off one way or another. <laughs> I've had enough. Upset. I have had enough of it. <laughs> it's a it's a question of respect. Because the second series was done by um, Ricky Tomlinson. Oh, okay. But Ricky Tomlinson's only done one series because the third series, they've gone back mm. in the direction of Jimmy Neil. And the narrator is Tim Healy, who, of course, was Dennis from Avedis Impact. They've gone back to Avedis Impact. Um, I'm thinking that if they're struggling to nail down someone with a sort of regional accent, a mm, man of North the people's touch, yeah. and a great... Uh, well, not necessarily northeast. I feel like they've done that now. Oh. Um, I've got a huge amount of experience in voiceovers. Oh. And um, I think that... I might get onto these guys uh, mm. because what I could say is that the advantage you get with hiring Delaney is A, I'm cheap and B, I am more than willing to attend all of the factories myself. Uh, yeah. And they'd be um, like, you, you, you don't, we don't actually require you to do that. No, it's no problem at all. I would love to do the voiceovers mm. live in situ. I think maybe that you would be probably more suited to something like a documentary series about market traders you know, do, duck and dive, maybe the black market, that kind of thing. People who this sell Billingsgate Fish Market in London. Sell DVDs in pubs, that kind of area. I think is probably more suited to you. Hello uh, and welcome to the DVD trade with me, <laughs> San Delaney. This week we're in a boozer in Plasto, East London, and this bloke has got a job lot of hooky Top Gun Maverick DVDs to flog. It's only just come out of the movies, but this cunt's flogging them in the boozer. Let's see how he gets on. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. I mean, the Made in Britain series, they've established Northern. They've gone Neil, Tomlinson, Healy. Next step, obviously, is Dawson. Three, three gods. 
of yeah. Northern voiceover work. <laughs> now go for the fourth, Dawson. Uh, did you know that Tim Healy in 1977 was in Emmerdale Farm and he played Stephen? That's what it says here. No. Great. <laughs> they've gone on his IMDb and they've just fucking lazily copied out some facts. He uh, <laughs> he played Stephen. I don't know any, any more well, than When that. we did our charity Avida Same Pet um, single, which yeah. is probably still available on yeah. YouTube That's or whatnot right. to watch. That's living all right. I was in contact with Tim Healy on Twitter. I slid into his DMs, yeah. and he was—we were so close to getting him that day. But we were yeah. throwing together this incredible feat of pop music. Mm. Uh, I mean, people talk—they've made documentaries about Geldof and how he pulled together Band Aid that close to Christmas and all the yeah. rest of it. But what we did that day—we did it. We turned that round in less than twenty-four hours, mate. Mm. And we had some of the greatest, like talent and public figures in the UK and beyond we involved did. in it. We did. And and that was less than twenty four hours and we were this we were touching distance to Tim Healy. He'd said he was gonna do it and then he just disappeared off he the, went, I think he went down the I think he, he went to the pub mate. He went off grid didn't he? Totally <laughs> he went off grid. Yeah. He went from being hundred percent in to then like yeah, I'm ghosting you forever. I don't think you realised. I don't know whether he Googled me and took exception to something in my past. Who knows? Or, or even mine. Um, yeah, could have been something. Maybe, yeah. he did, maybe he was a pharmacist. Maybe he had a relative who was a pharmacist. Could have been. Could have been. He, um, but we couldn't have done that without Live Livehead paved the way for what we it did. He did, yeah. So let's we were not. standing on the shoulders of giants, we and were. those giants were Bob Geldof and Midjur. Midjur. Very, very small mm. shoulders in the case of Midjur. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, so that's made in Britain, and that needs to be watched. I'll check I mean, it out. Pork pies, Yorkshire puddings, pencils. Yeah, Fuck pencils. Me. Yeah, with Jimmy Neal's soothing tones. Fishing rods. Describing it off. Oh, yes, please. Um, right, where are we? Oh, we're talking we haven't about... yet got <laughs> into at all into the ingredients of Paul's Gold. We've said it's a no. single warmed, hollowed out loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about the contents. The, con- Andy. the contents. <laughs> we run out of time. The contents. One jar. That's one. Jar, jar, an entire jar of creamy peanut butter. Now that's Kick. peanut butter without any bits in it. Just cream. Just the creamy, the peanuts and cream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, peanuts that have been crushed so finely that they've been made into a cream. That perhaps they've been mixed with cream. I don't they, know. No, in honestly, not even joking. In America, that literally means they've mixed it with they've cream. Mixed they, every, mix, they, they, they mix, they mix fucking with everything with cream in yeah. America. So one one jar of creamy peanut butter, one jar also of grape jelly. Mm. Now it's time to do a little bit of translating here, because jelly mm. in America doesn't mean the same as jelly here, does it? No, it jelly, means jam, doesn't it? Jelly means jam. So if you're listening, it's the same problem they've got with chips and fries and exactly. crisps, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a big problem. Uh, you've got to be thinking on your feet when you're in the US. So grape mm. grape jelly as well. I don't ever had grape jam before. They do again. They do grape everything in America. So they always talk They've about got grape lots of drinks. grapes. 
They always talk about grape drink, don't they? Like Eddie Murphy in, I think, Raw or Delirious, one of those. He was always talking about how, you know, you go to your friend's house and they just give you grape drink, or maybe it's Dave Chappelle. They make they make a the grape drink, grape jelly. They make loads of shit out yeah. of grapes out there, but yeah. just not wine. I do remember that my brother claims that he was in a, um, a supermarket somewhere in the Midwest. He went on a road trip with his family years ago uh, across America, and he was in a supermarket and there was a sort of like stereotypical kind of corpulent American couple in front of them. And he always remembers two, at the, the checkout, and he remembers two things. One was the couple in front, the the wife sent the husband off to grab something. You know when you're at the till, but you've forgotten something, so you have to send yeah. someone to run back. And she shouts after him, and he's halfway back up the aisle. Hey, Steve, get the low-fat version. Okay. And he goes, what up? And she said, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then also there was some confusion where you know like the passive aggressive way in which you, you get involved in something on the conveyor belt mm. where you put like your next customer please thing in yes. between yes. is it too close yeah. do you overload it are you too quick do you know what I mean put, I'm sure you've got lots of boundaries and rules about it's that sort of thing it's the responsibility of the person in front to do that and provide the space for you isn't it okay alright well, something happened, and he'd bought a he'd bought a bottle of French wine. Yeah, and I, you know, I specify French because in, in America, in a big supermarket, according to him, in those days there wasn't much in the way of wine. It was all like beer. Right. And one of the this couple in front of him got confused whether it was on her side or his, and she looked at it like it, and she picked up and she went, "Is this French drink yours?" <laughs> French drink. So they're they're into grapes, but yeah. not so much wine. Do you remember Grape Ape? No. From uh, the Great Grape Ape Show, uh, he used to be on um, Yogi Bear's team, the Yogi oh, yeah. Yahooies. Uh, so he lived in Jellystone Park, and he was. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page on the Hanna Barbera wiki, wiki. Grape Ape is a 40 foot tall purple gorilla. His catchphrase is saying his name twice: Grape Ape, Grape Ape. After anything mm-hmm. anyone says, usually mm-hmm. as a form of agreement or acknowledgement of what was said. So there again, that's mm. another example of the Americans and their obsession with grips. They are. They're the obsessed with it. Mm. Um, but that's not really why we're here. Uh, so we, <laughs> my, uh, my, my, I saw my. Um, you know, I've got a sister who lives in the states, and she's yeah. married to an American, and she's got a daughter now, my niece, who is, and it's one of those tricky things where she's growing up pretty much American because she's growing up in New York you know yeah. so it's like you see your little niece or like you know she'll send me videos of her and she'll be like hi and you're American like oh, quite, person. Yeah. quite weird but whatever <laughs> anyway another niece of mine right who's much older who's like in her 20s had gone over to visit them in New York but also to sort of do a bit of child minding for a right. few for a week or two while my my sister and her husband were very busy with work and I said I said I saw her yesterday and I said how was it when you were over there look, looking after her and she said well they're a bit annoyed with me and I said what she goes because they think they that I taught the little one bad words she's only just learning to talk and I said well what did she, what what do they think you taught her and they said well for some reason apparently she started saying fart she hasn't got many words but one of the words she started saying is fart and they've te- been texting me going we think this is you did you teach her to say the word fart 
And I'm thinking, either way, who gives a fuck? Do you know what I mean? And she goes, why did they think it was me? So I said to her, well, of course it's going to be you, isn't it? She goes, what? And I said, well, the dad, right, it's my brother-in-law, is American. I said, he, he won't have heard the word, but that's not what they call them in America, is it? So they know it's you because it's a British word. It's a British term. And she goes, what do they call them in America? And I said, they call them ass pumps. <laughs> yeah. And she said, do they? I said, yeah, they don't know fart. They've never heard the word yeah, fart. they do. They have the word fart over there. I know they do. I was winding her up, oh, weren't okay. I? I said, they don't call, there's no ass word pumps. to fart in America. They call them ass pumps, <laughs> right? And that's how you're banged to rights for teaching the word farts. So but you can believe it about America. They've got daft terms for everything, haven't they? They do. Um, and so we've got the contents of the Fool's Gold Loaf, which is one jar of creamy peanut butter, one jar of grape jelly, and a pound of bacon. A whole pound. How many packs is that, mate? Like, I, I haven't bought bacon in years. I, is I it like. I don't know. I don't know about imperial measurements anymore. They're bringing them back, though, aren't they? It's like. I don't know, like, let's say. I'm going to say it's like a good 10 centimetres of rashers. On top of each other. 10, ten centimetres whilst raw. How many rashers do you think that is? Uh, well, let's say each rasher of thick cut back bacon is, I would say, uh, five millimetres. Yeah. Yeah? What? So you're talking 20 rashers. 250 grams, which is a packet of eight, is... Fuck. <laughs> a packet of eight rashers of bacon is just over half a pound. So we're talking 16 slices of bacon yeah. in this There fucker. you go, 16 slices of bacon. I weren't far off. <laughs> oh, my good God. So let's just let's just go back over this, right? Because we've yeah. been... Well, we're at the end of the episode, so we'll just we'll cover just, what we've, just, we've learned Just so real far. quick, right? A fool's gold loaf is mm. as follows. A single warmed, hollowed out loaf of bread yep. filled with yep. one jar of creamy peanut butter, yep. one whole jar of grape jelly yep. slash jam, and a whole pound, we're saying 16, 15 or 16 slices of bacon. of bacon. That is what a fool's gold is. Yep. That is what this podcast's history box is about. Yep. And in the next episode, we'll talk to you about its most famous fan. We will. And probably other things. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.